Welcome, welcome, welcome to the kitchen table. This is Arctic Eric, and you're listening to Fika with... Arctic Eric. Listen, I know you have a busy life out there, and that's why I want to begin by saying today, thank you so much for joining me here at the kitchen table. I really do appreciate it. Okay, we're going to continue now with whosoever. Yes, looking at that word from the authorized version, whosoever. We have looked at whosoever will. And I would like to look now today at uh, two remaining whosoever's uh, here, one in Luke and then one in the book of Revelation. Let me begin by way of introduction in how this whosoever will became real in my life. As best I can recall, it was the autumn of 2002, possibly November of 2002, when the thought came to my mind that God desired that I give the remaining years of my life, soon to be 20 years since uh, he spoke this to my heart, that I give that, for the most part, to the whosoever will. And what's interesting is I made a phone call to a dear missionary friend who was in Russia at that particular time, and he had heard something very similar by the Holy Spirit for how God wanted him to focus the remainder of his life on the whosoever will. So let's continue with that. I think one of the verses that, uh, that motivates me in this area of the whosoever will comes out of Galatians chapter 6, verse 10, where Paul is writing to the Galatians. He says, so then... While we, as individual believers, have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, not only being helpful, but also doing that which promotes their spiritual well-being, and especially be a blessing to those of the household of faith, the born-again believers, our brothers and sisters. And I would say in part that also opened up many more doors for me to enter into the joy of mentoring, something that continues on through today uh, and something for which I'm very, very thankful to the Lord that he allows me uh, to join with him in doing. Okay, I want to look now at Luke chapter 9 where it is written, And whosoever will not receive you, Yep, there is a group, the whosoever will not. The whosoever who will not receive you, they will not receive me. But most importantly, they have rejected the message, the message of the gospel, the message of the kingdom, the message of the Christ. We just need to come to that understanding. Of course, we continue to preach the good news. We continue to lay hands on the sick. We continue to pray. We continue to expect God to be God and do all according to his word. But unfortunately, we have a free will, and there are those who are simply not willing. Those whosoever will not receive. Of course, we pray for them. 
But our focus is on, or my focus, I should say, is on the whosoever will, those who desire more of God's rule and reign in their lives through the Lord and the Lordship of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the only hope that we have. But you know, in the midst of uh, Christ and, and his disciples, and more than anything, the gospel message in this context being rejected, God says what? You know, God always has a fix. He's fixing you and he's fixing me. He began a good work in you and he began a good work in me. And through the person of the Holy Spirit, he'll continue it as it is fed and fueled by the word of God through the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit, that person, that teacher who lives on the inside of all who believe. But in the midst of this rejecting the message, God does something because God tells us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the end of the verse, it says, God is not willing, God is not desiring, God is not wanting anyone to perish, anyone to die in their sins, but God's desire for all are that they should turn to him to repent from their sin, their wickedness, their evil ways, and cling to, trust in, and hold fast to Jesus Christ and him alone. That's God's will, but God does not override our will. Thank God most of you who are listening here are part of the whosoever will take up their cross, whosoever will believe, whosoever will be disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you're listening today and you haven't capitulated, you haven't surrendered, this is your day. Because God desires that you repent, that you turn your back on your old life, on sin and the ways of darkness, and cling to Christ the light. So let's look now. Let's look again at, at what God does for the whosoever will. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 17, we read, The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And let him that hears say, Come, and let him that is thirsty come. And whosoever will, there it is, whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Listen, God wants us to taste and see that he is good, to receive his Son and be filled with a living water which will flow from us out to others, just as it's flowing to you now through the words of Scripture by the Holy Spirit to refresh you and to lead you into the freshness of the Lord. Let's look at it in the Amplified, this uh, verse from Revelation chapter 2. The Holy Spirit and the bride, the church, true Christians, those who are born again, say, Come. And I'm saying that today, come. And let, let him who listens say, come. And everyone come who is thirsty. And here it, it indicates that thirsty is those who are painfully conscious of their need of the things by which the soul is refreshed, supported, and strengthened. And whosoever earnestly desires it, let him come. 
take, appropriate, and drink the water of life without cost. Let us never forget that that's desire for all mankind. That is his desire. O Lord, help us to remain as those who are the whosoever will. But you know, God, God had this in mind with for the whosoever won't and the whosoever will. God did something about mankind's situation. God tells us in John chapter 3 that everyone who believes in Christ, everyone who holds to him and trusts him and relies on him would not perish would not be eternally separated from God. You know, people wonder sometimes, why does God allow people to go into utter darkness? Listen, we're all, apart from the saving grace of God, we're all lost in our sins until we capitulated. So God doesn't send anyone anywhere. They're already on the train called destruction. And for everyone, it will reach the end of the tracks and go into that final eternity. But for those who are saved, they will live forever and ever and have this eternal life and actually live forever. But why would God do that? Well, because he so greatly loves and prizes all that he created. And that's why he sent Jesus. So that as we believe in him, again, we say, we'll not perish, come to destruction and be lost, eternally lost, but we'll have eternal, everlasting life. Listen, God did not send Jesus into the world to judge, to reject, to condemn, and to pass a sentence on the world, but that you and I and every man, woman, and child might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him alone. How does that happen? Well, he who believes in him, this is Jesus, who holds to him and trusts him and relies on him, he's not judged. For in Christ there's no rejection, and in him who trusts Christ there's no rejection, there's no condemnation. He does not incur damnation. But here we go now. The whosoever will not, but he who does not believe, he who chooses not to believe, he who rejects the light, he who rejects the good news, he who refuses to hold to, rely on, and trust Jesus, listen, that person is already judged, is already convicted and received his sentence. Why? Because he is a whosoever will not believe, who will not trust in, Jesus Christ, the only begotten of Son. He's condemned because he refuses to trust in Christ and in his name. Listen, this is for real, folks. But listen in Ephesians 2, for all who believe, for all who believe through him, we have introduction by the Holy Spirit to the Father. So we're able to approach him. We have peace with God through faith in Jesus Christ. Therefore, we're no longer outsiders or exiles or migrants and aliens excluded from the rights of the citizens. But no, through faith in Christ, we now share citizenship with the saints. Who is that? God's own people. 
the ones who are consecrated and set apart for himself. Through faith, you belong to God's own household, and all by faith in Jesus Christ. But you know, it's my choice, and it's your choice. It was my choice, and it remains my choice and your choice. Do you want to be a part of the whosoever will? Or do you want to remain as a part of the whosoever will not? Listen, there are Christians who are part of the whosoever will not allow Christ to be Lord, King, Master, Leader in their life. Don't be one of those. Listen, God's desire is to draw you and to draw me continually to himself and to enable us through his amazing grace, through that spirit of grace in us, the Holy Spirit, to keep us afire. And the fuel for the fire is time with God in Scripture. The fire is in you. The fire has been lit. The fire is kindled. And as you allow the Holy Spirit to fill you with an understanding of who Christ is in an ever-expanding and greater way as he reveals him to you through Scripture, that fire will burn brighter and brighter, and it becomes a consuming fire where you're consumed by the love of God and the love of the world just decreases and decreases. And Listen, the way... <laughs> that these things decrease, these desires that draw us from God, is as we're filled with more of him. We can't live in a vacuum. We don't live in an empty space. No, we live being continually filled and fed and refreshed by the Holy Spirit through Scripture. Well, okay, this was part three here at the kitchen table. I want to thank you again for being a part of the Whosoever Will series. If you haven't heard part one and two, you might consider doing that. If you've enjoyed this, share it with a friend. But more than anything, may the Holy Spirit in you help you, cause you, lead you to live a Whosoever Will life. God bless you today, and thanks again for being with me here at the kitchen table. Good day.